Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. The moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Thursday, the day after St. Patty's Day. Rhino enjoying the day off. My good friend Will East in the producer's booth, safely encased behind the glass, (laughs) surrounded by all the electronic apparatus. Probably getting some radiation at this point (laughs) with all these monitors. Oh, my gosh. What happened to separate ways? On the intro there. Oh, I don't know. What happened to it? I don't know. It wasn't separate ways, It played a different one. Yeah. (laughs) Variety. The spice of life. Okay. I got you. All right. It's the day after St. Patty's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Yesterday, Rhino entertained us with all kinds of um, Irish flair. I don't know where he found all that stuff. I didn't recognize a good bit of it. Do you like the Irish music? Well, sort of. It's okay. I got to be in the mood for it. Yeah, it's uh, it was a one of them was just like somebody uh, lyrics that weren't really being sung; they were being more like spoken, and it was going so fast it reminded me of the old FedEx commercial, probably <laughs> before your time. The guy oh, that I remember it. talked real fast. They also <laughs> did the micro machines. Yeah. Commercial. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Sure did. Forgot about that. But I just wondered throughout the day. How did St. Patrick's Day escape the cancel culture zealots? Certainly, they could find something to cancel it about. I just wonder. But here's something, uh, a little analysis from a popular comedian that might uh, give us some insight into that. I don't even know if I could say this. This could jeopardize the whole, the whole thing right, right now. But I can't stay, stay silent any longer. <sighs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Is that okay? Where's Patrick? Did he do something? Did we dig up something on him? What'd he do? We okay with the color green? Is that all right? Someone get like hopped up if somebody takes out a green green crayon? Four leaf clover, we all right with that? Leprechauns, how about that? <laughs> the leprechaun's gotta go, right? Something wrong with him? The, the, the green and the brown beard, someone got a problem with leprechaun? Pot of gold? 
He shouldn't have a pot of gold because that's what he's fortunate and he worked hard and he made money. So he's got to give his gold to everybody else. But tell me what I can and cannot say. Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> that's Sebastian Maniscalco. That, that's right. Well, certainly, St. Patrick, you did something wrong. Pot of gold can't have that. That means you got privilege. Worked hard to earn it. You're gone. It, maybe we're, hopefully we're not giving them any ideas that would be those who are. If they haven't attacked it yet, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't mean they won't attack it in the future. <laughs> I'm sure it's on the radar for the future. I'm quite sure. But anyhow, a little, you got to see it. We may have to, to uh, post it on our various sites because his facial expressions are pr- really make it. The, the sound is good. The audio is good. But <laughs> Maniscalco's facial expressions is he is fretting over the possibility of, uh, of the cancellation of St. Patrick's Day. And in particular, he's fretting over even saying, Happy St. Patrick's Day. You know, that that might offend somebody and bring them out of the woodwork on that. Anyhow, so we had some bad weather come through here yesterday, but it wasn't as bad as predicted when we had the National Weather Service on the show yesterday about this time. The predictions were fairly dire, but it looks like it uh, uh, kind of faded out as it crossed the river, the, the front. And, and the energy wasn't quite as strong. And so, to a great extent, much of the state was spared. There were areas, however, that did uh, bear the brunt of some serious storms. And then they plowed into Alabama and had big problems over there. Yeah. We were on the air uh, with Sports Talk yesterday afternoon when it really started to pop off. And it was, it was kind of interesting because it was all over the state. We had uh, one tornado system in the southwest part of the state. And then we would have another one pop over in the south uh, east part of the state, over near Meridian, Lauderdale County. And then you would have another one pop up in the Delta, near Clarksdale and Cleveland. And then we had another one that was not tornadic, but um, had a lot of hail that popped up in the Lee County, Itawamba County, Chickasaw County area. So it was kind of all over the state, kind of hit and miss. But yes, it was not as bad. Of course, uh, every, I think everybody saw the images from Wayne County of that yeah, chicken house that was that was absolutely destroyed. It was kind of interesting, though, Gerard. We were on the air yesterday, and Borky was hosting. uh, Richard Cross was off yesterday, and Borky was hosting. He does a great job with weather. He really enjoys it. Hmm. And we were interviewing a meteorologist, and we heard a kicking on the studio door. Like somebody was trying to kick the thing open. It was just a... Yeah. And... We looked at each other. We could not figure out what the problem was. Like, who is trying to kick down the door? There's nobody here. So who who's trying to kick? It's about 530. Who's trying to kick down the door? So he got to interviewing. I got up and walked outside. And I realized that yeah. was both thunder really? and a huge limb that I saw f- fall right as I walked out. So it's basically... Shaking the door, and you had the pressure. Of course, you're in the studio, and there. we're not yeah. in just some random room. Right. I mean, we're in a room where the doors are what, probably five inches, six yeah. inches thick, very thick, uh, and it's soundproof. You're not supposed to be. I could scream when the microphone's off. You wouldn't be able to hear me. Wow, I know it because I've done it. Uh, 
But that thunder was coming through. That's how loud it was. Uh, it was a very powerful storm, but thankfully it did not um, hit as bad as they had predicted. And a lot, I've heard some people on social media complain, well, you guys on the, the, the broadcast side were just blowing things out of proportion. You know, it wasn't as bad. And I think about it like this. I would rather blow it out of proportion and have everybody be safe. And then my wife got in, got in our safe space yesterday, even though it, it rained really bad. Yeah. It didn't, it, you know, there was no tornadoes where we live. But I would rather that happen versus the other side of the thing and be not cautious enough, right? Wayne County, Waynesboro in particular, there's a lot of images floating around of that. And like you were talking about the uh, the chicken production plant, that those look bad. I mean, it just flattened it. So that appears to be a direct hit. And some of the residents in the area said if it had lasted a little longer, I, one said, I probably wouldn't be here today. Wow. So I didn't see any casualties out out of the storm. I didn't did either. you? But just lots of property damage. And Lincoln County took uh, took a hit as well. Uh, lots of the schools and universities and and stores and so forth they took off. Uh, just in ex in expectation of bad weather, and uh, fortunately it wasn't as bad as expected. And I think there was. Some forecasters calling for a convergence of a couple of storms as it moved through central Mississippi and were to kind of join up once it passed through the metro area and then really be bad towards the eastern part of the state, cent, uh, central part, eastern part. And that is kind of what happened. So, mm-hmm. But it was at first it was expected they would merge before they plowed through the metro area, but then the, just the movement of those cells was such that it occurred after, but it uh, so it's always bad, of course, when there's property damage and and injury. Uh, in this case, most to the to the most uh, extent or to the great extent, I should say, that occurred in more rural areas, and so where where people aren't um, residing. So that we were spared. Alabama took a hit though; mm-hmm. it was really bad over there, and read an account of. Someone in Alabama that said that she held on to a tree, literally held on to a tree for her very survival. And uh, she said that she was spared by God. I mean, she's a, a, a person of faith. And she said she was trying to get her door open. She didn't have her keys. She was trying to get out. And she has a door, apparently, that requires that said she got out she went and hung on to a tree while the storm passed through for about 10 minutes hanging on to a tree thinking quick in that respect we'll take a break right here on the jt show we'll come back with more after this The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service-built. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Afraid of falling? You're not alone. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson can help you improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of unique specialized therapists utilize cutting-edge equipment only found at Physical of Jackson. Conveniently located in Flowood, Physical of Jackson can help you get back to enjoying a healthy, independent lifestyle again. Call Physical of Jackson today for your appointment. 601 487 are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black label bridge builders find out what's happening in mississippi politics and what it means to you on the jt show with gerard gibbert weekdays 10 to 1 on super talk mississippi the jt show with gerard gibbert on super talk mississippi everyone the JT show continues I believe that's a little cream bumping us into the cream of the crop segment so I, I will was asking me off the air if I'd ever experienced firsthand a tornado have not I lived in Mississippi most of my life but uh, been fortunate to have avoided that experience but I was close, and it was 1966. wasn't very old at the time. 
the, we had an outbreak on March the 3rd and 4th, and to my knowledge, it's the only, the only F5 tornado ever recorded in the state of Mississippi had a direct hit on a shopping center in South Jackson known as Candlestick Park. And there was, in fact, a slot car track. Uh, it was called Scotty's, and that was in the days, and they're still around for slot car enthusiasts. So these would be electric race cars, 132 scale, some are 124, and these are really big tracks with, with, uh, that can accommodate multiple cars at the same time, and they have races and stuff, or it's just fun. And you'd rent time, essentially. And Scotty's was in uh, that shopping center. It also had a grocery store, Liberty Bell or Liberty grocery store, something to that effect. I'm sure some of our listeners remember it. But uh, my father was uh, traveled for a living, was a, a salesperson, clothing salesperson, and he was scheduled to take me to Scotty's when he returned from being on the road uh, that particular day to go race my cars. I was an, an enthusiast in those days, a hobbyist in, in that. And anyhow, he was late, got detained, and thank God he did because I would have been in Scotty's, and it was flattened, and as was uh, the, the shopping center itself. It, the outbreak, the overall outbreak, killed 58 people and injured Lord. 521. It did $75 million of damage, which in today's terms would be wow. 10 times that much. And I remember that it took out Channel 3, WLBT, here in the metro area for a good bit of time because it, it uh, blew over the tower, which wasn't as it, as it swept through that part of town headed to South Jackson and took the tower out. And they rebuilt the tower, and, it, and when they came back on the air, that their, their kind of signature was Tall Tower 3, I remember. They had the most powerful tower in, in on-air uh, television signal. Uh, in the state and certainly in the metro area. But anyhow, yeah, Candlestick Park, and it, you could go Google it. There's lots of information about it because of the devastation and the and just the po- power and the strength of an F5 tornado. So now I'm looking at it, uh, confirmed tornadoes, F5. It looks like, uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, that may be the only one. My, in, in my first one was I was a boy – I was probably 10 years old, and we were at um, our little lake called Davis Lake where, near where I lived yeah. uh, in Van Vliet, Mississippi. And I remember it was a Sunday, and that afternoon it got really yellow. Yep. It's, it's kind of weird. I saw it yesterday a little bit when I was driving home, but it got really yellow outside. And I remember my grandfather, who was with us, uh, said, we need to get home um, because it's about to get bad. Yeah. And so we did. We got home, and it, it hit. And, of course, being a child, I was terrified. But I remember afterwards, we went out driving around like you're not supposed to do, yeah. <laughs> kind of looky-loos. And I remember seeing a uh, metal boat that was wrapped around this big oak tree. Scary. I mean, at, like, you just twisted it around there. It was amazing. I they had to cut the tree. They ended up cutting the tree down because it was it was severely damaged. Um, but it wrapped that and that that stuck in my mind. It's still and the, 
to this day, I can I can picture it. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about our experiences with tornadoes, and I, of course, I remember the 2011 tornado that hit Smithville so hard. Yeah, I think that was the same tornado system that hit Tuscaloosa. That's um, right, incredibly wide tornado. Uh, but that one I remember very vividly, uh, just because we it was kind of like the one yesterday, where we had gotten warnings a couple days ahead of time. It was it didn't just pop up. You kind of knew a couple of days ahead of time, and it seemed like it. That day, it just was like, well, I guess it's not going to happen. And then about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it all hell broke loose. Yeah. You know, just looking at the account of the Candlestick Park tornado, which is kind of how it's, it's uh, termed, it first touched down south of Learned about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then it took a northeast track, passed over Hines County, uh, the Pearl River into Hines County, and then across Candlestick Park there in south Jackson, but you were talking about the uh, just the sight of a vehicle wrapped around a tree, which is ominous and just demonstrates the unbelievable power of these uh, of nature. And what I remember is for years after this hit, I had friends that lived in the area. And by the way, Scotty's relocated to Clinton. He mm-hmm. rebuilt the track and so forth. But I had I had friends that lived in that South Jackson Forest Hill area. And they would find parts of the race cars. Oh wow! Three and four miles away, wow. little tires and armatures, <laughs> and uh, chassis, and, and just the parts of the cars in their yards and stuff. So it it just spread that that uh, debris uh, all over the place. It also just looking in in the report, it said that that uh, bricks, because it was a it was a cinder block brick structure, mm-hmm. the construction that the cinder blocks were found miles away. So, of course, they just sucks it up in the tornado, and it just keeps spinning around and dropping it somewhere. But anyhow, uh, at 58, yeah, I'm looking at the report, and Scott County had 26 fatalities, Hines 19 of that tornado. 1966, and the the difference today, uh, folks, if you think about it, is how much better our technology is with respect to predicting these storms and alerting you down to the street number. You know, there's it's going to be there by this time. I mean, it's incredible that the Doppler technology and the integration of that to all the tools to present uh, the, uh, the, tra- the storm tracks and, and just the prediction. And no, it ain't perfect because it's nature, and it, you can't perfectly predict it. But it's pretty dead gum good. But back in those days, all we had was the sirens. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it. like that one with with me when I was a boy, we knew about it because the sky got yellow. Yeah, that's how we knew that it was time to get home. Uh, other than that, we had no, you know, we had no clue. Yeah, yeah. So Andy and Jackson says I remember a few years ago when tornado touched down in Clinton. News crews interviewed a guy who said the tornado took his Big Mac. Right of his out of his hands, his Big Mac. <laughs> Thanks for that, Andy, on the ceasefire text line. Philip and Brooke Caven says, "I remember the Candlestick Park storm when I lived in Scott County." Well, there you go, because uh, as we just suggested or stated, that's where most of the fatalities occurred. Twenty-six in Scott County. I got to tell you, until I looked that up, Philip, I wasn't aware of that. I just always associate it with 
um, Candlestick Park and my personal faith there that, you know, thank God that, uh, I guess by divine intervention, my father was late. Otherwise, we'd have been headed to Candlestick Park and been just sitting there uh, unsuspecting, and this storm comes through. But what I remember is the grocery store, and it's Liberty Supermarket, I think was the name of it, but the the roof caved in, and that's where a lot of the fatalities. The first thing it did is it it just compromised the roof supports, and the roof caved in, uh, and shoppers were in the store. Oh, wow. Obviously, so yeah, it's um, bad deal on the ceasefire text line. Reminds me of Scotty's restaurant, <laughs> Thomas and Greenwood. After that Jackson tornado, there was a surge of tornado shelters built. Lots of houses built shortly after that had them installed. Yeah, I, I do think. That's a situation. The problem in this part of the country with tornado shelters underground is you dig about six inches, you run into water. You know, the soil is not conducive Mm -hmm. to underground structures. There's obviously construction uh, methods and and materials and, and just designs that do work such that they're not compromised by being underground. But it's it can be a little expensive. Uh, it's yeah, and not I guess as prevalent as the tornado area in the in say in the Midwest or the center part of the country. Yeah, you just don't see them. That I knew maybe one person back home that had one in North Mississippi, but other than that, just didn't have a whole lot. Not of those. that common around here. But I do agree with Thomas. I, I do remember a bit of a surge of interest in that. Well, it's no different than generators after the ice storms we had. Mm-hmm. You know that that business air goes up. So. We got cream bumping us out again. I believe that's when Eric Clapton was with him. Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, and I can't remember the other guy. Good tunes. We'll be back after this. Stay with us. Rogers Dev Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabs fleet. Call the Rogers Dabs business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dabs Chevrolet. Find new roads. Nothing says I love you like diamonds. And after the year we've all had, we're pulling the ones we love even closer, aren't we? Holding them a bit tighter. At Juniker Jewelry Company, love is what we do. And helping you tell her how amazing she really is, how you couldn't live without her. That's our passion. We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer, with 10 times the diamonds you'll see in average jewelry stores. And the largest inventory of gorgeous diamond jewelry in the state, from engagement rings and wedding bands, to diamond pendants and tennis bracelets, to our legendary diamond stud earrings. We have the perfect anniversary, birthday, or graduation gift for her at the guaranteed best prices in the state. But maybe the best reason of all is just because. Because you get to wake up next to her every day. And that makes you the lucky one. 
Come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, majesticmetalsinc.com. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Napa know-how. The only thing that may be faster than Napa driver Chase Elliott is the free Napa Racing Chase Elliott caps. Get one free at a participating Napa Auto Parts store when you spend $25 or more. Score a free 28-cam backpack cooler with the purchase of five quarts of Mobile One motor oil. Napa has Mobile One high mileage, truck and SUV, and full synthetic on sale for $26.99 for a five-quart jug. Sale price good through March 31st and supplies of Chase Elliott caps are limited. Napa know-how. Here at Woods Equipment, we are proudly a family-owned and operated lawn care business where we have served our community for the past 12 years. We strive to offer the best sales, service, and parts in Pearl. As your locally-owned Cub Cadet dealer, we can handle all your outdoor power equipment needs with our in-stock inventory to help unlock your best lawn yet. Featuring the most innovative Cub Cadet zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, walk-behind mowers, and more. Stop by Woods Equipment, the lawnmower store on Highway 80 in Pearl. Come on down. Let's make a deal. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The National Weather Service will have to do surveys to confirm that it looks like there were 16 tornadoes yesterday. Kelly Richardson with the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency says crews are already busy doing damage assessments. A lot of the reports in the videos out of Wayne County and Lincoln County, pretty good indication that those were tornadoes that did touch down. We've received damage reports from about 10 counties as of this morning, but we do anticipate to those reports to really start coming in as we head into today. And when the Bonnie Carey Spillway was opened in 2019, the freshwater intrusion destroyed the ecosystem in the Mississippi Sound. Then came COVID and last summer's busy hurricane season. The seafood industry was hit hard, but there's a plan in the works to get $21 million in spillway relief funding to those in the industry. Once it comes back from NOAA, the details will be released to the public. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. 
Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show is back with you. Gerard Gibbert, my good friend Will, in for Rhino today. As Rhino would say, it's Friday Eve. <laughs> Friday Eve. So, uh, I stand corrected on the number of F5 tornadoes. Did a little bit of research while we were at the break. So, it was the second F5 to hit Mississippi. The first occurred in 1953. And then we had two in, in 2011 in Philadelphia and Smithville. I do remember that. Oh, so those were F5s? That's what it says. It, okay. it, uh, in the historical perspective that I'm reading here, said two EF5 tornadoes touched down near the towns of Philadelphia and Smithville, Smithville April 27, 2011. However, the Candlestick Park tornado of 1966 ranks as the second deadliest and the longest tracked in the state's history. And uh, one of our listeners had texted in and made a point of that. And I'm, I'm looking for it. I can't find it. But anyhow, indicating that, yeah, here it is on the 601 C-SPIRE text line. I think Candlestick Tornado set a record for longest on the ground. And that is correct. That, does appear to be the case based on uh, what I'm reading here. So that's interesting. Uh, Andy Jackson says it was, in fact, a Liberty grocery store. So I, I couldn't remember his Liberty or Liberty Bell, but nonetheless, it was a bad dude that went through there. The tornadoes that hit McGee about 15 years ago, the toilet was the only thing left standing at my sister-in-law's house. Wow. And I don't mean to laugh. It's just kind of interesting. They survived. Their mail was found in Hickory, Mississippi. How about that? How far is that? That's a few miles away, isn't it? McGee to Hickory? I'm trying to think where Hickory is. Help us out there, Neil. Uh, that is that is incredible. Tell you, the other thing incredible about tornadoes is you learn a lot of towns in Mississippi that you didn't know existed. Very true. Every time, without fail, there is going to be a town that, and I've lived here all my life, Yeah. never lived anywhere else, I will discover a town that I've never heard of. I discovered one yesterday. Okay. It's in my county that I'd never heard of. My home county of Chickasaw, some place called Peterson. Didn't know it existed. <laughs> Peterson. So it, uh, does it have a what form of government? Does it have I a have mayor no and a city council, no, stuff I, like that? I wouldn't think that it would. It has to be just a small little village or a ghost town or something. Wow. Because I thought I'd been on every square inch of that county, but may, I guess not. Gotcha. All right, folks. So Neil from McGee says it's near Newton. Uh, and Chris in Madison says Hickory is near Morton Forest. 
So it's still kind of on that sort of east central Mississippi area. Okay, but that's still carrying the mail a long way. That's a long way. <laughs> wow. I believe it was last year's tornadoes that, that tore through the Pine Belt where somebody had discovered a um, a wedding photo, I believe it was. I'm, I'm, I may be misremembering this, but I think there was a wedding photo that they discovered in Alabama Unbelievable. that was picked up from somewhere in the Pine Belt, that tornado system that we had tear through on Easter Sunday, uh, if you'll remember last year. Yeah, and I do. They found it in Alabama, a, a, a picture. It's pretty incredible. Um, that one in 2011, I remember there's a picture. Actually, the picture's on Wikipedia. If you look up that tornado, there was an SUV that looks like a aluminum can that you have just crushed with all your might. And it was thrown about a half a mile away. An SUV, half a mile away, and it's crushed like an aluminum can. And you can't even, if you didn't know that it was an SUV beforehand, you wouldn't know that it's an SUV. You would just think it's just some clump of metal, basically. Unbelievable. Well, you know, I think there's just a million stories like this, and I think what it illustrates more than anything is the awesome power of nature, uh, which was created by the hands of God. If you're a person of faith, which I am, and I know you are too, so. Uh, and I, it, a minute ago I said, and Ed from Aberdeen noticed, I said that by the grace of God, my father happened to be delayed that day and, and wasn't able to take me out to Candlestick Park. I lived in West Jackson, so it's it's probably a good 10, 12-mile ride from West Jackson down to South Jackson. It was off Cooper Road, by the way, is where Candlestick Park was, near Forest Hill High School in South Jackson, Southwest Jackson. So anyhow... Uh, it really is. So Ed also says the tornadoes that hit Gouin, I think I said that right, and Brent, Alabama were both F5, and some of the sites were totally unbelievable. Yeah, I'm sure. There's actually footage of the tornado took my hamburger TV interview on YouTube that uh, on the ceasefire <laughs> well, line. That's pretty cool. There were a lot of people praying yesterday as a reason it wasn't as bad as it could have been. That, too, on the ceasefire text line. Appreciate that. I, absolutely. Uh, Rusty from Greenville, Ron White, is that not that the wind is blowing? It's what the wind is blowing. You get hit with a Volvo, it's not going to matter how many push-ups you did that morning. Dang straight on that. Uh, Wade in Jackson says, I do wonder which area of our state has the least amount of tornadoes. That is interesting, but does it not seem that a bit of a corridor and a pattern is emerging on the east central to northeast part of our state, or certainly a track, because didn't Tuscaloosa uh, get hit? Uh, my daughter has a friend over there that so. said that they that the school actually had, had uh, ordered people or asked people to go take shelter on the campus there at the University of Alabama and, and, and some of the, uh, the facilities and buildings that were more designed to be shelters. They, you know, they, I guess they call those tornado alleys. Yeah. Uh, I'm from North Mississippi again, and I remember Pontotoc, Mississippi, seemed like it was a tornado alley I for a little that. while. Yeah. Uh, I was playing my first baseball game of my senior year uh, one year way back when. Yeah. Uh, and we let we played it uh, somewhere a game somewhere in Pontotoc, and we got on the bus and left. Later that night, a tornado hit that same area. And to this day, you can tell that it's that that area. The trees haven't grown back fully, so it just looks different. Um, 
And so it seemed like that area got hit a lot. Now, yeah, you're right, the Pine Belt. Um, yesterday, when they were when they were throwing these predictions out, I saw Bassfield. And I just remember last year, yeah. with those two tornadoes that came back-to-back, those wide tornadoes that came back-to-back, I was like, good grief, those poor people there. Because they got hit with this about the same time last year. Agree. So William and Brandon on the C Spire text line informs that it is 67 miles as the crow flies. Actually, I guess it's not as the crow flies. It's it's kind of on the roads. But you could take a few miles off from McGee to Hickory. And now this is interesting that I think uh, sort of illustrates what we've been talking about. McGee to Hickory, if you drew a straight line between those, that is kind of that 30-degree a northeastern path, mm-hmm. that track, which is tends to be now what we see when these storms roll through like a train. That is thanks for that, William. That is incredible. Sixty-seven miles. That is incredible. Uh, Andy and Jackson says true. Toilets survive tornadoes and hurricanes. Was on the coast. I guess it's because they're bolted down mm-hmm. to the structure. Was on coast after Katrina. Many slabs and toilets. Only thing left on property. Agree. My wife from Biloxi was there. Uh, after Katrina, her childhood home had, had uh, a, a couple of blocks off the beach there in Biloxi on Holly Street. If you guys know where that is, not far from uh, the Casino Magic property down there. Anyhow, it, it the only thing that was left was the the uh, concrete steps and the slab itself. Wow. Only thing that was left. And the thing that uh, bothered Julie and I, my wife and I, when we when we went down there, her father had had been deceased. Her mother was uh, still living and and actually living with uh, my wife's sister in Newton, and so she was spared. But the house was still owned by the family, uh, old old uh, classic kind of Biloxi sort of shotgun style house that you see. But my father-in-law was a decorated veteran, World War II veteran, the Distinguished Flying Cross, and Unfortunately, we didn't get the medals out and didn't oh, think about man. that. And we searched and searched through all the debris field uh, for a good long time. But I got to tell you, my good friend Michael Guest, congressman, is helping us get those back. Really? And and he heard me talking about that one day, and he offered. And so, sure enough, I got a call. He does what he says, uh-huh. and I got a call from from someone in Washington that asked us to provide all of his discharge paperwork and so forth, and so that they're About working that. on that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, so and it's, you know, for my wife more than anything as a keepsake because her father was a decorated war hero, frankly, mm-hmm. in the Navy in World War II. So, yeah, uh, Mississippi has a new Mississippi, and she is from Jackson County. That from Bailey Anderson. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. So Jackson County. Nina and Grenada, my dad survived the candlestick tornado. Great. That's that's incredible. Kind of glad to know that. Neil from McGee, I know that a few years back, Smith County was number one in the nation for tornadoes and watermelons, I guess. It's, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, we spent the whole hour talking about <laughs> tornadoes. But they're, uh, unfortunately, a popular thing here in Mississippi. God took care of us yesterday. It could have been a whole lot worse because we sure were all all uh, prepared for it, I feel like. We're going to take a break right here. Tom Petty bumping us out. When we come back, we've got Senator David Parker joining us in the studio. Stay with us on the JT Show.
Hey y'all, I'm Kayla Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and owner operated for over 50 years. Come see our newly expanded store for all your tool needs. Our goal is to serve you and help you get the job done right with some of our power and hand tools from the biggest brands, but without the big box prices. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, to name a few. Ace Bolton Screw Company, proudly locally owned and operated. Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra. The world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. Available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. This is the opening agri-market report. At the open of the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton was up 29 to 86.80. July cotton was up 28 to 87.79. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were down a nickel to 14.12 three quarters per bushel. July soybeans were down seven and a half to 13.98 and a half per bushel. May corn was down seven and a half to 5.50 and a half per bushel. July corn was down eight and a half to 5.34 per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 22 to 121.82. August live cattle was down 40 to 121.27. May feeders up 22 to 150.40. August feeders up 15 to 158.12. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 89 points, 33,105. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. When it comes to weed control, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. It controls more weeds than any other cotton system. And with up to 14 days of soil activity on certain small-seeded broadleaf weeds, my fields are set up for long-lasting protection from Palmer pigweed, mare's tail, and other tough-to-control weeds. With the triple tolerance of Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton to Dicamba, Glyphosate, and Glufosinate, I'm getting three modes of action to help keep my fields clean. When you put it all together, I'm getting flexibility, advanced weed control, and proven performance. That's why the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Claims are based on approved EPA herbicide labels as of October 2020. Pair with a strong weed management program. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
to all the folks in the Capital City metro area. Love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. I'm back. I told you I was coming back. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert will in for Rhino today. And so I've said on the air before that I thought masks had become a cudgel. They've, be, they've been weaponized in our culture, in our country. It's really crazy how over the top it has gotten. And so, just some recent examples of that. First, there was an autistic child and uh, that was on a Spirit Airlines flight. Four years old, not wearing a mask, and they were on the flight, the, the, uh, the parents, along with the child, had a medical note from his physician stating that he's exempt from wearing a mask. Because whenever he wears a mask, he holds his breath, or he starts freaking out. He will harm himself. That's a direct quote, by the way, from the child's mother. So they flew on Spirit Airlines to visit family from Arkansas to Las Vegas. But when they got on their return flight, which had to stop this time in Dallas, they showed the plane's crew the note. But they wouldn't let him on. They wouldn't let this family on. It's, it's just an example of how masks have been weaponized and common sense is out the window, has left the building. There was also, you may have seen it, folks, a video floating around became somewhat viral of a banking customer in Galveston. I want to say it was Bank of America, perhaps who didn't have a mask on because the governor lifted the order, but the bank still had the restriction in place. She enters a branch, and she's apprehended by police or security, armed security, and a scuffle somewhat breaks out. I mean, she's physically handled because of that. And And it just looks crazy. You may remember a few months ago, the mother sitting up in the stands at a football game, child's football game, nobody around her doesn't have her mask on. Here comes security at a high school football game, and they start scuffling with her. It just gets over the top. But just as soon as you've seen and heard everything about mask restrictions, and I should be clear, I, I have I've complied. You know, I don't, I don't want to just be a problem, I guess, in that respect. I've complied, and, you know, don't think much of it. I don't like it, but I'm not going to cause a problem. But I also think that we can just overreach 
and and take it to a level where it doesn't need to be. It just seems like there's no common sense involved, and 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 it's just not done. It's not settled in an amicable way. All right, here's the crazy thing. This this is just from yesterday. California is looking at allowing their theme parks to open. Lots of parks in California. Most people are familiar with Disneyland in Southern California. But there's also Universal Studios, Six Flags. Used to be Knott's Berry Farm. I'm not sure if it's still there or not, up in the the south-central part of the state in the valley. Well, there's an association, oddly enough, the California Attractions and Parks Associations. So it's not requiring riders of roller coasters and other attractions, thrill rides, if you will, to wear masks. But they don't want you to shout or scream. No shouting, no screaming. You're on a roller coaster. <laughs> so I'm going to. I'm going to sub- submit that and and I guess just predict that if you're if you're in such a situation because it, it's it's impulsive it's a natural human reaction that I don't know you can control and if you try to control it I'm thinking you may throw up now how could that be good if you're infected <laughs> you don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to I, How do you control that? No shouting. <laughs> I'm serious. They're adopting guidelines. So what do you do? Tell somebody when you're getting on this roller coaster. Even though you're going downhill at like 100 miles an hour, don't shout or scream. What do you, cover your mouth with your hands, which again, you're not supposed exactly. to do. Hold your breath. <laughs> and then exhale in the... <laughs> in the ride operator's face when you get off. It's crazy. (laughs) Who came up with that? It's time for a break here on the JT Show. We got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. But when we return, Senator David Parker will be our guest. We'll talk about what's going on down there at the Capitol. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. New unemployment claims have ticked back up, even with more coronavirus restrictions on businesses lifted. 770,000 people filed for first time benefits last week, more than the week before, and well above the expectation of 700,000, which would have been a pandemic low, something analysts were expecting as more Americans get vaccinated and lockdown restrictions are rolled back. Continuing claims, the number of people still receiving help declined 18,000, but the 4.1 million claims was still higher than expected. Fox's Lillian Wu. Dozens of homes are destroyed and there's a risk for more severe weather today as a storm system moves into the southeast and mid-Atlantic. Nearly two dozen tornadoes were reported across the south and Gulf Coast yesterday. The National Weather Service says severe thunderstorms are expected today in eastern Georgia and the Carolinas up to extreme southeast Virginia. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News. 
Quality Preschool, Toddler and Infant Care. Little Acorns Child Development Center. Now accepting applications for toddlers and infants. 601-965-5002. Little Acorns Child Development Center, 100 West Capitol Street in downtown Jackson at the Dr. A.H. McCoy Federal Building. We're accepting applications for both federal and non-federal children. You will go crazy for Little Acorns, where me, Sammy the Squirrel, will provide tons of fun, fun, fun. Here at Little Acorns, we provide developmentally appropriate curriculums, low staff-to-child ratios, degreed early childhood teachers in all rooms, delicious, healthy breakfast, lunch, and snacks. All teachers certified in infant and child CPR and pediatric first aid. Designated drop-off with health safety temperature screenings at our safe, secure, modern, and spacious facility. Call now for a spot for your Little Acorn today. 601-965-5002. Tell them Sammy sent you. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It looks like there were 16 tornadoes yesterday, though the National Weather Service will still have to confirm that. Mima's Kelly Richardson says they've received damage reports from 10 counties, and it looks like Wayne and Lincoln counties got the worst of it. majority of the tornado warnings were off to our east in Alabama, but it was definitely a significant wind threat. Early afternoon storms ahead of the frontal system may have helped. When you get storms developing earlier on, that Mm -hmm. really stabilizes the atmosphere, and that decreases the chance of more severe weather happening in that spot heading into later in the day. 322 new cases of COVID are being reported. State-run vaccination sites have reopened today after they were closed on Wednesday due to severe weather. First-dose appointments remain available at covidvaccine.umc.edu. With winter weather just around the corner, contact a qualified service technician to ensure that your propane system is operating safely. Make sure that everyone in your family knows what propane smells like and what to do in the event of a gas leak, including knowing where the gas supply valve is and when and how to safely close it. Call us today to learn more. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Propane Gas Association and its members. Propane. Clean American energy. Battery power made by steel. From trimmers and mowers to chainsaws and blowers, steel battery tools are exactly what you need to tackle your to-do list. Whether you need to maintain your yard or completely transform your landscape. Shop online for the Steel AK Homeowner Series starting at just $199.99. Pick up at over 10,000 local steel dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Mississippi is one of 21 states suing the Biden administration over the executive order halting construction of the Keystone Pipeline. In a letter to the president, the attorneys general of the states filing the legal challenge said aspirations don't put food on the table or pay the phone bill or put kids through college. Jobs do, and you eliminated thousands of them with the stroke of a pen. Biden defended his decision saying leaving it in place would not be consistent with his administration's economic and climate imperatives. A hurricane committee has decided that the Greek alphabet won't be used in the future. Instead, a supplemental list of names will be used when the standard list is exhausted each hurricane season. They've retired the names of several hurricanes because of the death and destruction that they cause. That includes Dorian, Laura, Etta, and others. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Betts Band. Taz Nieder Hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nukes Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues our two of Super Talk Mississippi. The day after St. Patty's Day, which hasn't been canceled yet. Not yet. Not yet. Still alive, <laughs> somehow. We are back in the studio, though, with our friend Senator David Parker, representing Mississippi's District 2. That's up there in DeSoto County. Appreciate you coming in today, Senator. My honor to be here. How's the wife? She's she's doing remarkably well. God has uh, really blessed us, and she's been through more in a year and a half than anybody should ever have to go no through. Doubt. But she has come out, and she's she's actually started a little nonprofit uh, for uh, people who are newly diagnosed with uh, cancer. We've got a, a couple of events, and she's a spokesperson now for Baptist That's Cancer awesome. up in Memphis. So she is a uh, um, she's a, a, a vision and a testament to uh, God's love and mercy. That is awesome, and and uh, certainly don't have to tell you, but the advances in treatments and technologies uh, in the treatment of cancer, in particular, incredible. What's in, occurred? Incredible and continuing to change. About, I think the knowledge is doubling about every two years. Isn't that unbelievable? You know, it, it's just uh, so much better now than before, and it's. Uh, hopefully going to continue to go that way. Absolutely, and that is a testament to the amazing innovation and ingenuity of the private sector, frankly, that yeah. uh, creates all this f fantastic uh, treatment and technology, and it's just changed the outcomes for so many. I'm and, one and of them. I personally had two forms of cancer. And, so. and vaccines. I mean, you know how... You're right. You know, to get something to the market as fast as we have in the past year is just... Uh, amazing. Unbelievable. And I think we're seeing that uh, the effectiveness of those bear out in the data. I mean, the, the numbers are down nationwide, across the board, in all the meaningful measurement areas. So uh, once again, you know, I said I noticed in my, my Facebook memories from a year ago, two days ago, 
I made the statement that communism may have unleashed this biological beast, but capitalism would cure it, would slay it. Right. That's kind of what's happened, if you think about it. Right. You know, and I've heard comments that we're hoping we can get back to where we were before, but I'm hoping we get back to where we were before with a, re- a, a reckoning that we know that what we have is much more important to us than Absolutely. what we had before. Absolutely. You know, so whether it's battling cancer or going through a pandemic, you know, I think it gives you a certain degree of appreciation for sometimes the, the things that we, um, we, we don't give enough attention to. Totally agree. No question about that. Uh, simple things in life. Uh, and we have certainly learned that. And uh, hopefully we have strengthened our families. We've been uh, together a lot more than we have, and I think we've come to appreciate the value of uh, our families and our freedom. But we'll turn our attention to the state political scene. First wanted to talk about uh, a teacher pay raise. I was just informed uh, by one of our news folks here in the studio that that passed. So you were explaining to me before we went on the air what that uh, the process or the procedures for how that likely went down. So $1,000 pay raise. Uh, so tell us about your thoughts on that, how that happened. Well. Um you know, again, I didn't see this happen. I'm assuming from what you told me that the House concurred in our amendment, but the procedural way that it happened is uh, House bill came over with the teacher pay raise in there, and the Senate amended that language and put our language in there, which had some good provisions in there. I think the House and uh, Senate have the, you know, the same vision that we want to see the teachers' uh, pay go up this year. Uh, the key thing, you know, is you, that we're going to see an increase for the teachers. But the the base pay in the Senate version raises the starting pay for teachers to $37,000, you know, which will put us closer to the southeastern average and I think, you know, hopefully inspire a few more students and young adults to want to move into the teaching profession and uh, and offer that as a service to our kids. Yeah. So to, to those that say, that have issues with this, that say, we don't need to pay our teachers anymore and we need to figure out a way to trim and cut costs, and we have lots of administrative overhead that, that perhaps could be eliminated in order to maybe increase teacher pay or just save money and reduce taxes as an offset to that. What, what are your thoughts about that? You know, I, what I've found in my short, I guess, nine years in the legislature is that sometimes when we just throw money at the problem uh, at the top, it doesn't trickle down and make it to where the problem is. And I see the teacher pay raise as uh, moving kind of money to where kind of the issue is. Yeah. You know, and uh, I would much rather have that money go straight to the teachers in the form of a teacher pay raise than uh, just put it into the formula and then hope that at some point it makes it down there as a, in the form of a pay raise. Well, and you got to hope that, especially with increasing the, uh, the entry-level pay, that the talent level increases. I mean, that's the way it works in the private sector. Is the more you pay, usually the better the talent is. Right, and, and that's in, in other things we're going to talk about this morning. I think that's a key uh, component to anything that we think about. Absolutely, is that we, we we want business to expand. We want things to grow in our state. You know, but at the same time, we want that type of growth to be a, a more abundant type of job. You know, we don't want to sell for settle for mediocrity. Uh, we want to be moving forward, and you know, and as business people like you and I are, sure. um, I, I think one of the ways you do that is uh, uh, lead by example. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. So, economic development, of course, is always a, a hot topic uh, around the state of Mississippi. One of the things that concerns me is we continue to see ourselves losing population. Uh, it's no secret that we have fabulous universities in our state. 
and we have lots of great graduates and lots of uh, fantastic talent that comes out of those universities only to see them bolt out of our state and looking for greener pastures. And it just doesn't feel like we're going to move up the economic ladder unless we start keeping some of those folks here that are highly educated. In fact, our tax dollars are going to educate. And to a, uh, to a great extent, you could argue that we're subsidizing the other states by paying for the talent that ends up in those states. So, uh, and to that point, the Inflex legislation that I know you were heavily involved in. Tell us about that and how we can leverage that as a tool to grow our economy. And I'll take it a step back before that. So as as our new governor came in and as our lieutenant governor came in, uh, both of them said either in inaugurations or in meetings with myself the importance of trying to increase workforce development and kind of to get to the point you're you're talking about here. Yeah. So much to the point that uh, the lieutenant governor set up a new committee that I chair on the Senate side uh, called Economic and Workforce Development. So okay. this committee did not uh, exist on the Senate side until I took that role and he had detailed talks with me about his, what his vision would be. You know, and fortunately, and I got to meet with both the governor and lieutenant governor yesterday about workforce issues, uh, we all share a common goal and a common interest on this. And one piece of that last year is we set up the Office of Workforce Development because we need somebody in the state as a czar or a leader of the workforce program so that we can keep those students yeah. that you're talking about. And then MFLEX is an extension on that that we in work with our economic developers gives them a tool to allow existing businesses in the state to to expand with a more um, simplified incentive package and gives our economic developers a tool to attract new businesses here and do it in a form where in a 30-minute meeting you can explain to a CEO or a decision-maker for a company why they should expand and why they should do that in Mississippi. It was convoluted. The The present system before Inflex was a bit convoluted, and I think it, it spooked a lot of decision makers. I haven't been involved in economic development here in Madison County. It, we find ourselves in our, our economic development director in the county really having to spend a lot of time to, uh, to scrub through all those various uh, opportunities we needed to simplify that. And right. That's now, what this does. In, in meetings with our previous uh, state economist, Darren Webb, about a year and a half or so ago, we found there are about 39 or so um, kind of incentives that we can offer to business in the state. Yeah. A lot of them do the same thing, and a lot of them aren't used at all. Yeah. And so what Inflex does is it takes the best of all of those, gives the economic developers the tools they need to uh, make those moves to attract business. Uh, and And another key thing, too, is not only do we want to attract them, but one of the key things I've said about this is that Inflex is performance-based. It's not promise-based. Okay. So in the past, we've had companies come here on a promise to create some jobs, and we haven't been able to hold their, uh, their uh, attention or have them deliver on the promise that they made. Uh, this will allow some clawbacks if provisions aren't met, and also uh, some, some other provisions if, uh, if, if nothing is started on the process. Yeah, and so... The economic development community across the state, uh, they're in support of this legislation well, quite this a is, bit. They are, they are the spearhead. Yeah, they, they're the ones who started it. That's what I thought. Can you hang around for another Absolutely. second? We've got Senator David Parker. He's our guest. He's from DeSoto County. We're talking about stuff going on at the Capitol. Stay with us on the JT Show. We'll be right back.
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Family. They're definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by, see us, or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. The switches are thrown. The signals are given. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues here on this Thursday. It's Friday Eve, as Rhino would say, after St. Patrick's Day. Still alive. Now, has it been canceled yet? 
if we keep talking about it enough, somebody will Yet is the operative word there. (laughs) Yet, right. Uh, we got Will East in the studio, also uh, in for Rhino today, and our good friend Senator David Parker from DeSoto County. So, you know, Senator, you and I were talking off the air about this uh, suggestion, I guess, that comes up all the time about let's consolidate school districts. Now, to be clear, education, public education in the state of Mississippi does consume slightly more than half of the general fund budget. And so it is a big line item. Uh, which is typically the case in all states in, in terms of their funding. Transportation is a different matter because of the way it's funded, usually from excise taxes on, on fuel, on gas, which so is completely separately managed. But nonetheless, the idea always comes up, well, let's consolidate. But that's sticky. It's easier said than done. But some consolidation actually has occurred. Right. And, it, you know, I think before I was elected, we had never consolidated a school district in, you know, in the history of Mississippi. We consolidated under uh, Tate Reeves as our lieutenant governor, um, maybe around ten, a little less than that. But what we did was we, uh, we we worked on the areas where there was a failing system, yeah. you know, and we tried to offer a product in those failing areas that was maybe better, you know, and uh, and there's that's the the approach I think you have to take on it. It's it's not okay to just kind of blanketly consolidate everything, but if you're working to fix a problem, it's certainly something in a, in a district that requires, um, you know, maybe different leadership, uh, uh, something that should be at least talked about. Yeah, and, and certainly it should be a discussion item. I, I think it just gets, it gets kind of complicated. Where do you do that? You think about just the metro area here where we've got uh, the surrounding districts, of those that surround Jackson Public Schools, which I think is the largest district in the state. I want to say there's 52 schools in that district, although they've shut down a couple in the last few years. But I think we're approaching them in DeSoto County. Yeah, DeSoto County, you were talking about that, the explosive growth up there. What did you say, 44 I believe schools? we have 44 schools. We have, um, I think at the census we're going to show 190,000 citizens now in DeSoto County alone. Under one um, district. Under one district. But, but you have to remember with DeSoto County, DeSoto County has grown into that. Right. You know, so we started with a few schools. You know, I was a product of South Haven High School, graduating back in 1987, and there were very few schools there, and we just had kind of one leadership. And as we've grown, that leadership has been able to kind of take the reins. It's, it is a different situation when a district is growing and, and taking on new responsibilities than when a district is just – if you just combine something without thought – you know, it's it's not going to create the same positive results. Yeah, and I think uh, the district's growing because the population's growing. Right. And I want to say last census date I looked at, maybe only three, four counties in the state are experiencing a population increase. Uh, not many. Right. And and that, of course, is a problem. But this, this subject comes up regularly where I, I think people believe that we could just do some major consolidation and that would uh, cut a lot of costs. And, and what they always say is, well, we're not talking about closing schools. We're just talking about consolidating at the district uh, management level, the superintendents and so forth. Uh, I think people would be surprised to find out just how little money, relatively speaking, to, that is. When you think about teachers, there's 35,000 teachers. So a $1,000 pay raise with overhead because the state has to – the taxpayers also have to pick up – the 18% PERS cost right. on top of that. Right. It's $50 bucks. 
So it's $35 million plus $15 million, roughly, of overhead is the way the math works out there. Burden, payroll burden. You're, we wouldn't really eliminate any of that cost, and I think if you looked at the at an analysis of where money goes in education, that's a large chunk of it is to the teachers, the, the teachers in the classrooms. Well, the way I always look at education is uh, I think about education in the form of the lowest common denominator, and for me, that's the students. Yeah. So anything I'm thinking about, whether it's policy or administration or things like that, like would this policy in the in the end be the best thing for the students that uh, that, that we all represent? You know, I think if you think that way, you'll make the right decision. And and to your point, you know, uh, just to consolidate to eliminate cost doesn't make sense. But if a district is just perpetually failing and some type of consolidation, maybe one school into a district or something like that would would cre- increase the opportunities for a child and kind of make a opportunity available that they do not have. Yeah. I think that's something that's worth worth a talk and uh uh you know and that's that's just my uh, two cents worth. Well, and also in a state where we need to frankly be attracting uh residents and in, in increasing and growing our population and certainly a lot of that comes because businesses expand or they form here. One of the the uh, top items on the list is what's the uh, the public education like in the area that they look to to either establish or expand. You got to be careful when you start putting districts together that that doesn't dilute the overall quality of the education. You may save a uh, uh, some money at the district management level at the headquarters level, but you could also have a negative effect. And I think that's yeah. to your point about let's think about what's best for the students first. Right, and that that lets me kind of pivot back to workforce again because workforce uh, development in our school system, I think we, we need to start thinking about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, for, for a long time, and I'm guilty as a parent of this, you know, I think we all think about if our child is a success, they've gone to college. You know, but some of the best jobs and some of the most rewarding jobs we have in this state do not require a college degree. They no require question. a certain skill set. Yeah, and that's why the the key is, you know, with this Office of Workforce Development, and we're hoping to have a leader of that very soon. Maybe within short period of time, we'll have an announcement on that. We're going to actually have a person who's going to work with the schools, work with our community colleges, work with the MDA, work with our uh, economic developers, and be the person who's kind of getting out there and saying. Okay, these are the skills that the business and industry we have in the state yep. need right now. And these are the ones we're projecting for five, ten years out. And what can we do to start in the education system to prepare these students to be ready to enter into a great paying job and stay home in Mississippi, which is where we want them to stay? Well, certainly the more corroboration that occurs between the private sector, the employers, <laughs> and the public sector with respect to shaping policy. I think the better off we are with re- with respect to growing our economy and create and the creation of jobs and and so I think that's a good idea and a good approach to sort of align those two factions that are necessary to come to the table and figure this out. Uh, so a lot of stuff been going on down there. A lot of football being ping pong, probably a better way to describe it being being played back and forth. And but we're winding down here. What what else is kind of Notable in your view, Senator, that you're keeping an eye on legislatively. Well, uh, you know, it's a it's an interesting <laughs> session. I'll I'll speak to something that impacted my profession. I was fortunate enough yesterday to be at the bill signing for an agreement we had between optometry and ophthalmology. Um, as a practicing optometrist, 
one frustration I've had is that you know the students from Mississippi were uh, attending schools outside of the state, uh, yeah. Southern College in uh, Memphis and UAB for one to, um, to, to mention. And then when they came back to Mississippi, they were not being able to practice at the level that they were being trained. And this bill that the governor signed yesterday, and we had uh, great support for through the Senate and the legislature, and we got a compromise between optometry and ophthalmology where, you know, I don't think either side is totally happy, you know, but we, we that's the way, the way the legislative process should work is you find some common ground where, you know, you make a difference uh, for those. And I, uh, I got an email from a student from UAB uh, after we passed the bill on the Senate and I delivered some remarks, and he spoke about uh, how enthusiastic he was as a student at UAB to hear that we were expanding the scope. He's from Mississippi, and I was able to connect him with a couple of doctors in the state already. And so, as a first-year student who's got you know five years ahead of him in you know in uh, in, in training, yeah. you know he's already talking to doctors about career opportunities and coming back here. And that's and and workforce development is not one profession; it's all professions. It's a mindset. Well, I think the good news is, from Mississippi's perspective, is we keep chipping away at these uh, rather onerous uh, licensing requirements and and this sort of protectionism, frankly, that occurs in, uh, amongst a lot of the professions in the state. And the more we're able to do that, I think the state becomes more attractive to those who would take up residence here, become tax-paying citizens, what we want. If, if they're moving to Mississippi, I want them to have a license to practice their trade as quick as we can get it to them. Absolutely. Senator, thanks so much for coming in today. Appreciate Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Senator David Parker has been our guest. We'll take a break right here. Don't forget, the phone lines are open in the next segment, 888-808-8637. Give us a call. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. 
Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. Napa The only thing that may be faster than Napa driver Chase Elliott is the free Napa Racing Chase Elliott caps. Get one free at a participating Napa Auto Parts store when you spend $25 or more. Score a free 28-cam backpack cooler with the purchase of five quarts of Mobile One motor oil. Napa has Mobile One high mileage, truck and SUV, and full synthetic on sale for $26.99 for a five-quart jug. Sale price good through March 31st and supplies of Chase Elliott caps are limited. Napa know-how. Guide Gear Motorsports and Indian Motorcycle of Jackson want to invite you to our Indian Demo event this Friday and Saturday, March 19th and 20th at Guide Gear Motorsports, located at 230 Highway 51 North in Ridgeland. Fresh off of Daytona Bike Week, the factory Indian Demo truck will be here stocked with all the latest models, including the all-new for 2022 Indian Chief. That's this Friday and Saturday, March 19th and 20th from 10 to 5 at Guide Gear Motorsports. Call 601-206-8880 to reserve your spot to test ride your new Indian today. Guide Gear Motorsports, where Mississippi comes to ride. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It looks like there were 16 tornadoes yesterday, though the National Weather Service will still have to confirm that. Mima's Kelly Richardson says they've received damage reports from 10 counties, and it looks like Wayne and Lincoln counties got the worst of it. Majority of the tornado warnings were off to our east in Alabama, but it was definitely a significant wind threat. Early afternoon storms ahead of the frontal system may have helped. When you get storms developing earlier on, that mm-hmm. really stabilizes the atmosphere, and that decreases increases the chance of more severe weather happening in that spot heading into later in the day. 322 new cases of COVID are being reported. State-run vaccination sites have reopened today after they were closed on Wednesday due to severe weather. First-dose appointments remain available at covidvaccine.umc.edu. Confidence. Peace of mind. A way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Supertalk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues. Super Talk Mississippi. The phone lines are open, 888-808-8637. Lots of texts coming in. Appreciate that, folks, talking about wanting to consolidate the school districts. I remember when there was a candidate for office that came on the air right here on the, uh, the local show that uh, airs between the Gallo Show and this show. And this was during the 2019 state elections. And he was a candidate for office in my district for House. And he suggested the idea of consolidating school districts as uh, something he wanted to pursue. And he specifically mentioned the consolidation of Madison district, Madison County Schools, which is an A-rated district, and Canton Public Schools, which I think is an F. And after that occurred, the backlash was off the chart. And he was soundly defeated, and everybody. And before then, it was neck and neck. And he was soundly defeated. The, the mayor of Madison was really upset at that notion. The residents were incredibly upset. And that's why he lost. So the point is, it's not as popular, I think, as a lot of people believe it is. Does that mean there's no chance and no opportunity for that? No, it it doesn't. But should we consolidate counties, cities, states, governments? Get rid of the Congress, just have one person in Washington run the whole thing. It's the same, it's the same concept, same notion. People also like the idea of having some degree of control, if you will, uh, over their affairs and their districts, and don't want that necessarily to be to be consolidated or to be uh, diluted by getting swept up in a more central control situation. So we got Thomas and Greenwood coming on the air. Go ahead, Thomas. You and I don't agree on this. Go ahead. No, on, on the consolidation, there is a misconception that we're talking about busing the Madison County school kids to camp. I think that's no, the way no, it's, there's not. it's prescribed. No, no, there's not. Let's, wait, wait. There's not. I live in Madison County. I can tell you, there is no misconception about that. Go. 
the last time this was discussed, that was that was what? No. Put Republicans in control of the state. This no. Was, I could go back and find the, the archive and prove to you that is not the case. It was all about okay. saving money. Let's just, just get rid of the superintendents and save $100,000 a year. And then every, every company that looks to come into Madison County, the first question they ask is, how are the schools? Well, we did have an A, but now it's a D. Okay, I'm going to the next county. Hey, give the Madison County superintendent and their support staff, Canton. Get rid of the Canton School District administration. Does the, the, the scores will remain the same in Canton, and they will remain the same in Madison. And you're worried about it overall bringing the bringing the rating of that school down because you've added a lower performing school district. I don't I don't see how it how a parent could be against it unless their their kid is going to be bused to some other school. No, it's not about busing. It's about the governance of the district because now you have to you have to govern to accommodate. The other, the other schools that would come into that district, and the funding then gets distributed that way, and so they then lose a lot of the funding. But they're the ones paying the taxes. So but their taxes are going to fund the schools that they get no benefit from. <laughs> the, the districts, everything is mandated from a federal level and a state level. A local superintendent doesn't have a whole lot of power a whole lot of say or a whole lot of they're, they're not the reason one district does good and another one does bad the standards are pretty it's got nothing to do with it's got tell. nothing to do with standards it look i tell you where it starts it it starts with the economic status of the district because that's what dictates how much money comes from ad valorem taxes on property the higher value the property, the higher are the taxes, obviously, that come from the property in the district, and the higher are the quality. Just start with the facilities. It just starts with that. And, it, and t- if people don't think the facilities mean something with respect to, to quality, certainly in the educational setting, well then disregard the facilities race in college football, for example. Heck, the reason baseball is so dang good at the college level in the state of Mississippi is because we have two of the best facilities, certainly at Ole Miss and Mississippi State, in the country. Arguably one and two. And that came from money. If you combine Ole Miss and Mississippi, just in your example, if you combine the administration of Ole Miss and Mississippi State, the quality of those facilities would not go down. All right, so you're you're suggesting combining Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I'm saying that on a local district, on a statewide school district level, there's no reason for us to have, what do we have now, 151 school districts? Something now? like that, yeah. Okay, and you just, your previous <laughs> guest just said, Matt, I mean, uh, DeSoto County has all of these schools and all of these students under one district. Right, but all that evolved. All, all that evolved, though, Thomas. All that evolved. Right. Those, those grew organically. That's not the same as, as combining two. Not even remotely close. I, I, I Again, do you, so right. if you were to combine Jackson Public Schools and, let's say, Rankin County Schools, you would kill Rankin County. You'd save a couple of million bucks a year. I mean, it's a $3 billion budget. I know you and I have talked about this before. Give me something that will save $400 million a year. It ain't getting rid of superintendents. You could get rid of half of them. You'd save three, four. 
It's and just not that much. Staff, and all of the support staff. You're, 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 okay, five, six, ten. I, I need $300 million to, to make a dent. To, look, I would love to compete with that attitude in business because while you guys are worried about pennies, I'm making dollars. That's well, how I, I, I still, I, that's I, still how I build that, If I ran my business that way, I'd have been bankrupt. Well, I still contend that combining school districts administration would have no effect on the classroom, stu- the classroom or the students, and it would free up my taxpayer funds that are wasted on duplicative services. I disagree. No to, I disagree. First, I disagree that you wouldn't have a qualitative decrease in doing that. I, I, have you ever done economic development? You ever try to sell no, a company? I okay, I have. And I can how tell many, you. How many school districts are in Texas, by the way? I have no idea. But you're talking about something. Well, I tell you this. How many counties are there in Georgia? <laughs> Almost well, twice hey, what there are in Mississippi. Why don't we, we, we well, why don't we combine? What, what, you live in LaFleur County, don't you, Thomas? I live in Carroll County. Okay. Why don't we just combine Carroll County and LaFleur County? Why not? We'll save a lot of money. On all right. The how about combine all? Eight, how about combine all eighty-two? Oh, hey, if it saves money. How about combine all fifty states? How about hey, get rid of the Senate and the House? Okay, so you're. You, my point I'm making, Thomas, is you're trying to run uh, a bal- uh, an income statement and a balance sheet solely on the basis of costs. You're not thinking about. Revenue and where does revenue come from? Quality. You're thinking about the quantitative aspect and not the qualitative aspects. And having been in New York raising hundreds of millions of dollars, I promise you, qualitative is more important. We got to go. I'm sorry. Appreciate the call. We'll be right back. Oh, sorry. We wanted to. Get, we got to go to. A, we, I thought we had another call. I'm sorry, Thomas and Greenwood. Appreciate you calling, man. Enjoy the discussion. 1,029 school districts in Texas, and I don't know what that means, and that's on the ceasefire tax line, and I don't know what that means in terms of population, but, it, man, it's apples and oranges. And superintendents, by the way, are paid, their pay is determined by their school boards. And uh-huh. so the allocation they get from the state, plus the, the income they get, the revenue they get from property taxes, ad valorem taxes, which support the schools, it's the school board. Well, where do the school boards come from? They're elected by the people. So if you don't like what they're paying the superintendents, elect somebody different. Try to get somebody to come be a superintendent in the middle of uh, some small district for a small amount of money. I don't see how they do it for the amount of money we pay them now. I would argue they're underpaid relative to the headaches they have and the responsibility they have. You want to improve the quality of education in Mississippi and the outcomes in the economy? Maybe we need to pay a little bit more. How about that? It works in business pretty dang well. Maybe we need a private sector approach to this. Quality, not quantity. We'll be right back after a break here on the JT Show.
Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. I was a drug addict for 16 years, but I've been sober almost seven years now. Christian business owner and family man. At Adult and Teen Challenge, we're helping rescue men out of addiction right here in Mississippi and teaching them how to be productive members of society. Help us by donating a vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Any condition, running or not, we pick it up, we do all the paperwork, and you get a tax deduction. Contact us, 601-572-7296, or go to mercyhouseteenchallenge.org. Thank you for helping us get our daddies back. Here's John and Corey Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company. Common sense often seems in short supply these days. Wasn't it Poppy? He used to say, boys, you pay for what you get. And get what you pay for. Best advice he ever gave me. And it's never been more true than in the diamond business. A poor cut, poor quality diamond never gets better looking. I can promise you. That's why you've got to use some common sense. Like getting hands-on with quality loose diamonds in Mississippi's most trusted jeweler. Like shopping from thousands of diamonds, not just a few dozen. Juniker Jewelry Company is Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With 10 times the diamonds you'll find in average stores. Tray after tray of diamonds, every size, shape, and price range. All at the guaranteed best prices in the state. So come get the quality she deserves. At a price you'll love it's just common sense juniker jewelry company mississippi's direct diamond importer from anywhere in mississippi we're at 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and junikerjewelry.com this is the midday agri-market report the small business administration came down with guidance late last week that farm partnerships must follow the same process as other partnerships when applying for a paycheck protection program loan members of congress had asked sba to allow farm partnerships to use gross income the same as sole proprietors used on a schedule f despite calls from congress to help make more farmers and ranchers eligible for the small business administration's paycheck protection program loans the sba has declared farmers and partnerships do not get the benefits of using gross income when applying for a PPP loan. The SBA issued a 15-page guidance late last week on how businesses can calculate maximum loan amounts. The guidance comes with a deadline to apply for the latest PPP loans, which is March 31st. Congress is pushing for an extension to the deadline application because there is still $110 billion available for businesses to use under the PPP. I'm Nixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network. When it comes to growing cotton, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. The powerful combination of Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton and Extendamax Herbicide with Vapor Grip technology means I'm getting built-in pest protection and an increased spectrum of control of insects like bullworms and tobacco budworm on top of effective weed control. That adds up to stronger yield potential. In fact, Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton showed an 87 pound per acre advantage on average versus top planted phytogen varieties. It's no wonder the Roundup Ready Extend crop system is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. Yield claims are based on 2017 to 2019 Bayer trials. Extendamax is a restricted use pesticide. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues. Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Will in the studio today. So lots of text rolling in. Will on the ceasefire text line. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so everybody focuses on superintendents. That's fine. And I'm all for consolidation where it makes sense. I would caution, though, it is not the panacea you think it is. It's like, well, if we just consolidated a few school districts, we could eliminate the $1.9 billion income tax. Yeah, we could do that. So the average district, uh, excuse me, the average superintendent in the state of Mississippi, uh, I believe, is about 150K, 30K, something like that, uh, is what the average pay is. So uh, you could do the math on that if you, if you eliminated that. Now, people say, well, yeah, you, you could eliminate the administrations as well. Well, you can't assume that you could just dump a whole lot more responsibility on the same number of people. I, I can tell you, having been through that and buying businesses, that just doesn't work. It, it's not as proportionate as you think it is. So that's a much more difficult endeavor. Uh, and, and there are some, perhaps, that are overpaid, but those are set by, again, the school boards themselves. I don't even know what overpaid is. It's it's a market situation. Is Dak Prescott overpaid with his new contract? It's a market situation. Who who determines that? Who's the arbiter of that? The market? Yeah. And and superintendents, they are paid in accordance with the market. They're not like teachers. Teacher pay is set at the state level. Districts hire the superintendents and uh, as do the school boards. And and look, it's just based on the best situation they can get for the amount of money they're willing to pay, just like it is in the private sector. The superintendent at my school, when I was in high school, got paid a significant amount more than some of the other um, superintendents around them, simply because they couldn't get anybody there. They had to up the pay package to attract a good candidate. Yep. And she stayed there for many years. I mean, I would argue that maybe if we increase the pay, we'd get better outcomes. I, I don't know. We're, we're paying the city of Jackson, I think. Jackson Public Schools went from an F to a D. So I was wrong about that. And I think the superintendent in Jackson, last time I looked, maybe the highest paid in the state at 230 k That, to me, is really not a whole lot of money, given the level of responsibility 
Malcolm from Tishomingo County says, you don't need three school boards and superintendents and staff in Prentice County, two school boards and superintendents and staff in Union and Alcorn counties. They don't think the school boards are compensated. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is a slight amount of compensation. We'll have to find out. Uh, Union and Alcorn counties wasted taxpayer money. I know for a fact in Tish County, again, I'm going to ask, then why don't we just combine Tishomingo and Alcorn counties? The amount of money we spend on the overhead to run a county is way more than the school districts do at the district offices, the headquarters, if you will, of a district. So we could consolidate law enforcement, right? We could eliminate some some of the law enforcement, right? Because I think the pe- the One idea sheriff. That, I think the idea that people have in their heads when they say consolidate a school district is everybody's going to be in the same building, and that's usually not the case because in a lot, especially these rural counties. You have such a great distance between the two schools. Right. I mean, it's you'd have to look at it on a case-by-case situation. Again, I'm just cautioning. You could spend a whole lot of time, a whole lot of money, and, and drill what is effectively a dry well. You don't come up with a, a whole lot of savings at the end of the day. And more importantly, are you somehow having a negative impact on education, on the on economic development, that's what bothers me uh, more than anything because we are losing population. We have the lowest per capita income in the country, the lowest household income in the country, the lowest labor participation rate, the highest Medicaid match, the highest rate of teenage pregnancy, the largest number of fatherless homes. These are the things that are plaguing our state more than save a million dollars here and there. And I'm all for saving a million dollars. I'm just saying that when you're dealing with a $6 billion budget, you could spend tens of millions to save a million and then find out on the other side of that that you just hurt yourself in trying to grow your economy. It it takes a holistic approach. You just can't look at just the dollars. I mean, that's the way I ran a business for 33 years. And I'll just tell you, folks, never had an unprofitable quarter in 33 years, 780 semi-monthly payrolls made, and use that strategy to go to Wall Street and raise over $100 million. I know it works. We'll be right back. We've got uh, Representative Fred Shanks joining us in the studio. we got Super Talk News, Fox News coming up next. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. Votes are expected today on two immigration bills in the House. Both bills are part of President Biden's broader immigration proposal. One would give about two million young immigrants known as dreamers legal status and a pathway to citizenship. A second measure provides similar protections for about one million undocumented farm workers. Democrats appear poised to pass both measures in the House, but prospects are far less likely for success in the 50-50 divided Senate. Fox's Jared Halpern. The Biden administration is being sued for stopping construction on the Keystone XL oil pipeline. 21 attorneys general argue President Biden doesn't have the authority to revoke the pipeline's permit because Congress authorized a project. The Biden administration says the pipeline sends the wrong message on climate change. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. And the NCAA men's basketball tournament starts with four games today. Eight teams playing to make it into the larger field of 64. 
America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Napa know-how. The only thing that may be faster than Napa driver Chase Elliott is the free Napa Racing Chase Elliott caps. Get one free at a participating Napa Auto Parts store when you spend $25 or more. Score a free 28-cam backpack cooler with the purchase of five quarts of Mobile One motor oil. Napa has Mobile One high mileage, truck and SUV, and full synthetic on sale for $26.99 for a five-quart jug. Sale price good through March 31st and supplies of Chase Elliott caps are limited. Napa know-how. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The legislature has approved a pay raise for teachers. After proposals pinballed back and forth between the House and Senate, the bill was ultimately passed by the House this morning, providing a $1,000 raise to current teachers while also raising the starting salary for Mississippi teachers up to $37,000. The bill will also raise the salary of teacher assistants up to $15,000. It's the largest return of human remains in Mississippi history. The Mississippi Department of Archives and History has transferred the remains of 403 Native Americans and 83 lots of burial objects to the Chickasaw Nation. The transfer of the remains took place over the course of more than two years. Reburial will take place later this year. To see the full story, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. The 2021 Honda ATV lineup is here to prove it's possible to work smarter and harder. With the power to get the job done, the technology to make it easier, and tried and tested quality to keep you moving forward, the only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. Honda recommends ATVs for riders 16 years and older and recommends that all ATV riders take a training course. The National Weather Service will have to do surveys to confirm, but it looks like there were 16 tornadoes yesterday. MEMA's Kelly Richardson says crews are already busy doing damage assessments. A lot of the reports in the videos out of Wayne County and Lincoln County, pretty good indication that those were tornadoes that did touch down. We've received damage reports from about 10 counties as of this morning, but we do anticipate those reports to really start coming in as we head into today. The IRS is giving you more time to file your taxes. You've now got until May 17th. FEMA will begin reimbursing families who lost a loved one to COVID for funeral expenses incurred after January 20th of last year. 
The death must have occurred in the U.S. and was attributed to COVID on the death certificate. The agency will start accepting applications next month. They've got $2 billion in reimbursement funds to distribute. I'm Kelly Bennett. Heading to the coast to hit the casinos. Or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions. And exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more. Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening. From 106.3 Casino Radio. Hey there, it's Jake Mangum. I love baseball, Mississippi, and Farm Bureau insurance. Throughout my college career, both Mississippi and Farm Bureau supported me immensely. It's no surprise to me that Farm Bureau continues to serve the Mississippi area with the same love they both showed me throughout college. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues. Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Will in the studio. Joining us now, our good friend representing Mississippi House District 60, Representative Fred Shanks. Good afternoon. End of the afternoon now, my good friend. Fred, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. Uh, Kind of start things off, I wanted to brag on you just a little bit. to your listeners. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Gerard and I were at an event, and uh, we had an elected official come up and start speaking to us, and he had been in the throes of fellowship pretty hard. He was going on and on about how informative the show is, how good a job you're doing, and uh, he <laughs> he made the comment, he said, hell, I don't even know what's going on until I listen to your show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to name him, but he knows who he is, but uh, that, that, that's a plug. Well, for how I, good the show is. I appreciate that. Yeah. And look, we get into some controversial matters. This mm-hmm. this school consolidation deal. We got lots of uh, great listeners that uh, I think enjoy the show. That that have some ideas on yeah. that, and that's what's great about yeah. it. We're having, I think, a civil conversation about it. Absolutely, as we should. And there may be different viewpoints, but out of that comes hopefully a lot of good ideas that we can take forward and and come up with the best plan and best approach. And uh, hopefully that's what's happening down there at the Capitol as well. That's kind of how it works. Absolutely. That's we're we're headed for conference weekend, <laughs> so things are being discussed and and laid out on the table right yeah. now. So conference weekend, of course, means that everything's kind of been swapped back and forth and and marked up. Yes, uh, uh, a couple yeah. things we we concurred. The House concurred today on the teacher pay raise, so that will pass. So for the love of God, somebody let 
uh, lobbyist by the name of Nancy know that we did that. That's it's done. Everything's looking good on that. Uh, also, thousand dollars. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. And then another big one that we've been working on, and, and it's uh, you know it only comes every up every couple of years is the Medicaid tech bill. Okay, and we tabled the motion to reconsider on our end and the senate did the same so that will now go to conference uh, uh originally we were thinking we may have to come back on a special session to take that up but it looks like we're going to be able to get things worked out which is a good deal yeah well so you guys have been busy working on that i know the medicaid tech bill uh, is critical that that gets done and we had representative becky curry on the air yesterday right. talking about some concerns she had mm -hmm. with the third party that operates medicaid that's right. And uh, it sounded like some, some valid concerns uh, raised there. Absolutely. She does. Uh, and there's a couple of issues that uh, we've been working on. And, and we're looking – we are actively looking into her concerns and some other concerns as well. I can, right. I can assure you that. Right. That was one of the things I wanted to do when I got in is, is uh, talk about some PBMs. Yeah, things like that. So pharmacy that, benefit managers we're talking about. I know absolutely. you know a lot about that, yeah. and that is a, a very complex subject, and one that has come under a lot of scrutiny. Absolutely. And uh, President Trump, yeah. frankly, shined yeah. the light on and, that. And it, it should be, it should be, absolutely. So some other states have, have taken some action on that, and uh, you know, hopefully, we're heading that direction. Yeah. Well, uh, so we got the tax bill that you and I have discussed quite a bit. The tax reform bill that uh, just didn't seem to get a lot of uh, favor over there in the Senate That's after having passed the House. What's the status now? Well, what we, what we did is we put that into a bond bill, passed that, and sent it back to the Senate, and it, which it keeps it alive, but we've also made some concessions. We took uh, the loggers out, the manufacturers out, and the farmers out. So really making it more appealing to them. They had had some concerns on those three issues, so we've, we've taken that out, sent it back over, and uh, hopefully we'll get some good discussion on that. And so by taking it out, we should explain what that means is that the uh, original legislation would have increased the sales tax rate from 1.5%. I think all three of those industries currently pay 1.5%. It would have taken it to 4%. That's correct. That would be on their purchases, not what they sell, but, what, but certain products and services that they purchase. Again, that's manufacturers, farmers, and loggers. So the amendments uh, to the bill that you guys made in the House mm -hmm. was to keep that intact. But in exchange for that, we reduced the personal exemption Yes. Uh, we reduced that from 47 uh, 7 mm -hmm. as an individual down to 40, I believe. Correct. And 80 for married. 80, 80 from, for so married. from from 95 forward down to 80. Mm -hmm. So that would mean that fewer people would get uh, a break on their income taxes. Correct. Uh, those in, in that make uh, over that amount of adjusted gross income. But the farmers, the manufacturers, and the loggers, who were fairly vocally opposed to it because it would cause them to sure. have to pay more money. And I'm glad they get to keep their break. Uh, you know, I didn't have a break when I was in business <laughs> operating here in Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, we, we in the IT business, we pay full boat. Yeah. Uh, I also had a data center that consumed lots of power and paid full sales tax uh, mm -hmm. on the consumption of that power, whereas uh, farmers get a break. Yeah. They get an exemption. They don't pay sales tax. I think I'd have about half a million dollars more in my pocket had I not paid sales tax the way I figured it uh, through the years on operating my data center. And I'm not complaining about that. I'm just pointing out that 
It's another situation where we have a lot of legacy law in place, and we've gotten people accustomed mm-hmm. to these benefits, uh, to these exceptions, if you will, and it's hard to take those away. It is. And it that's is. what happened. Absolutely. But as a compromise to get something going here, mm-hmm. I, I can support it. Absolutely. I mean, the bill, I mean, is it perfect? No, but it, it is a step in the right direction. It's going to help a lot of people. And it's just it's needed. Yeah, I think we have got a good opportunity opportunity to do that. What what do you think is going to happen over in the Senate now? When you get into conference? I I couldn't Hard tell you. I, I, couldn't tell you. I would like to say, but I I, I really don't know. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of hard to handicap that yeah. at this point. But hopefully, Representative Shanks, we can keep the conversation going Absolutely. because we've got to do something that's relatively bold. Uh, I don't want to call it radical because I don't think cutting taxes is radical, but we got to do something bold to grow the state's economy. And Absolutely. and I think this is critical to that and to create more opportunities inside the state. Absolutely. I mean, this is as conservative as it gets. Uh, I sure do hope that uh, we can make something happen. So, you know, one question I would have to many of our of our listeners that want to consolidate uh, the school districts, and, and again, where it makes sense, and I think there are some situations where it probably does, I'm for that. Mm-hmm. Again, I just caution, don't expect that that just means money falls out of the sky because you start consolidating school districts. And it's also, it's also very, uh, I think, uh, presumptive to think that, well, it's a one-for-one sort of swap, that if we just get rid of this district, uh, this, at the headquarters level, the superintendent, the administration at, at the central level, just get rid of that and just magically now cause and transfer all those schools in that district to be under the management and the purview and the oversight of another district office. You you add more responsibility to people. Absolutely. You, you expand that. Probably got to pay them more money. So it's not a dollar for yeah. dollar swap. I think like a lot of people presume. Absolutely, and and it would really grow government. And that's the thing we yeah. don't want. We don't want that. So, I, I, you know, it seems to me that uh, a hallmark of conservatism is that government works best when it's close to the people. And the more you start consolidating and centralizing, that's mm-hmm. kind of the problem we have at the federal government Absolutely. right now is we've conferred so much dang power up there. And the way they're wanting to federalize the election process oh, I know. Scary. Uh, might save some money because that's what people want to do because mm-hmm. we just federalize the elections process and Secretary of State would just ha- not have that responsibility. Yeah. So we'd save a lot of money on that, let the federal government pay for it. Yeah. But then it would be under federal control. and there's, So it's always risk associated with, with making those changes. But I would ask our, our audience, and I want you to comment on it as well, Representative, $1,000 pay raise. That's $50 million a year, as we just discussed with Senator Parker. Uh, if, you, if you were to cut, let's say, um, 20 of our districts, you wouldn't come close to saving that amount of money. No, it wouldn't add up. So, to do I guess for our audience, do you support the $1,000 pay raise for our teachers? That seems to have pretty broad support across the state. I'm just curious. First of all, you voted for it. Yes. It, it went through Absolutely. both houses. I know the lieutenant governor has kind of made that a campaign promise. Uh, the governor supports it. Mm-hmm. speaker supports it. These are all the people that we're electing, and they're on board. Uh, it seemed like the, we kind of honored the wishes of the people there. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that was one thing, and, and uh, the lieutenant governor, he did campaign on it, and, uh, you know, we've all gotten together on it and made it happen. Yeah. 
So I just wonder, because that's $50 million. Yeah. So if you look at last year, was it was two years ago, I lose track with the COVID stuff, but uh, it's $100 million more mm-hmm. that we've added in terms of teacher pay raising. We're still behind the, we uh, the average we, we, in the state. we got states. a ways to go. Got a ways yeah. to go. We're going to take a break. We got uh, Representative Fred Shanks, our guest in the studio. You can hang around, huh? Yeah, I can hang out. Yeah. We got uh, the representative is going to stay with us through the break. Stay with us here on the JT Show. This is JT. If you're like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. Turning 65 or new to Medicare? Get a $0 premium Medicare plan. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Humana can help making getting care more affordable with our $0 premium plans. You'll enjoy all the benefits you've come to expect and more. Your dollar already has enough to do. Helping you with the budget is only right. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Nothing says I love you like diamonds. And after the year we've all had, we're pulling the ones we love even closer, aren't we? Holding them a bit tighter. At Juniker Jewelry Company, love is what we do. And helping you tell her how amazing she really is, how you couldn't live without her. That's our passion. We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer, with 10 times the diamonds you'll see in the average jewelry stores. And the largest inventory of gorgeous diamond jewelry in the state. From engagement rings and wedding bands. To diamond pendants and tennis bracelets. To our legendary diamond stud earrings. We have the perfect anniversary, birthday, or graduation gift for her at the guaranteed best prices in the state. But maybe the best reason of all is just because. Because you get to wake up next to her every day. And that makes you the lucky one. Come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison and junikerjewelry.com. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. show continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard in the chair along with my good friend Will who loves to play Tom Petty. <laughs> One of my favorites. First concert I ever went to. Was it really? You yep. told me that before. Yeah. yeah. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Awesome group. In the studio uh, has been our guest for the last segment and then returning is Representative Fred Shanks from uh, District 60. That's Rankin County. In case you right. did. That's the only county you have, right? That's correct. Right? Yes. So, uh, uh, Fred and I, full disclosure, friends for a long time, uh, knew his dad and his uncle back in the baseball days, uh, good uh, baseball people, South Jackson people have those connections. I was talking about the Candlestick Park Tornado. Yeah, yeah. You weren't around then. No, but, that was uh, a little bit before my time. But uh, surely your family knows about that. Oh, absolutely. Remembers that. Absolutely. Yeah. They all lived there at the time and, yeah. and, and went through it. Sure That's did. what I thought. So we were uh, just discussing the goings-on down there at the Capitol. We got a teacher pay raise. That's really the big news, I guess, today, is that it looks like that is headed to the governor uh, for signature. The tax reform bill, the Medicaid technical bill. uh, I know you talked about wanting to do something about PBMs. Something else that, that, uh, Representative Shanks, I've talked to other members of the legislature here. We got this medical marijuana deal. We can't forget that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and where that's going. And wow, there were some it, some tussling and yeah. dusting up going on on that. Oh, it got right. <laughs> but j- just to kind of catch everybody up on that, yeah. um, the Senate introduced a bill which would be an alternative to the original initiative. They sent it to the House. The House killed that bill. Some people think that the House killed the whole the whole initiative, but that's not true. We just killed the alternative. Uh, but since then, the alternative has gone back to the Senate, and they have now inserted it into, uh, I think, Harper Grace's law. Yeah. So we're that will go to conference, as what I understand right now, and uh, we'll kind of see where it goes. Have you, have you ever seen a session where we had so much of this, well, I don't like what you guys sent over from the, uh, the other house, so I'm just going to insert mine in this bill over here and that bill over there? And uh, th- Well, th- this would be the, the most that's happened in my career. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it seems, to, just as an uh, yeah. outside observer, yeah. it certainly seems that way to me. Uh, are you a little surprised at how difficult it has been for us to get some cooperation between uh, those factions of government, those those lawmaking bodies, mm-hmm. the House, the Senate, and the governor's mansion, but certainly between the House and the Senate, where both are under uh, majority control mm-hmm. of the same party, that yeah. being the Republican Party here. Yeah, we, well, I, definitely. I think we need to, you know, get 
sit sit at the table, lay things out, and, yeah. and, and really be more a little more open for discussion. I do. Um, it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, that will be the case as we try to work through this and and certainly have a. Uh, maybe a more cooperative session, <laughs> shall we say, uh, in the future. But uh, and I've heard that from some other members as well. And that, look, they're elected. Uh, they have uh, philosophies. They have agendas. They have accountability uh, to their constituents, and hopefully, they are adhering to those. I think that's uh, in their best interest and the best interest of the state. But. Sometimes I think we get to the point where, what's the old saying, that you, you don't want uh, perfect to get in the way of the good? That's right. And we've got some good things I think we could do here in the state, but if we hold out for perfection, we end up just digging a dry hole. I agree. I agree. Uh, we've got potential to have some really big things this year, uh, and we, we've got our foot in the door, and we need to keep pushing forward on it. And we're fortunate here in Mississippi that we don't have the big budget holes that uh, some of the other states experience yeah. that uh, are, are having to deal with money coming from Washington to plug those holes, which kind of leads me to uh, something else that you might have thought about, uh, or certainly your your colleagues have thought about, and that's looks like we're set to get a bunch of money here from the Stimulus Act that uh, Joe Biden just passed. Man, they're, they're just printing money like crazy oh, up yeah. there. Yeah. $1.9 yeah. it looks like, is going down to uh, the state, at yeah. the state level. So I, what do you hear about that? Well, if your population is over 200000 the money will flow directly to the cities and counties. Right. If it's under, it'll come through us. Okay. Uh, but, for instance, uh, the city of Jackson, I think, last time I saw, they're getting $46 million. 40, 40 yeah, just under forty. And Hines yeah. County, 45 That's right. That's right. So, that, so uh, had, and you can you can use that for sewer projects, right, which <laughs> it seems like is needed yeah, over there. Yeah, I had breakfast I, with uh, one of our mutual friends who sits on the city council okay. over there in Jackson this morning, and talking about that. But so here we got another big chunk of money yep. coming down. I really, honestly, am not crazy about that even happening uh, because I just think it opens up the door for all kinds of crazy stuff. What what are you hearing down there? Has that even been discussed not, at this point? Not really. I mean, I've I've been in communication with Michael Guest's office. You know, of course, he's my cousin. Yep. And he's just as soon as he gets the information, he he lets us know. But it's, it's still a lot of unknowns. Uh, the the one thing I would like for the listeners to understand is, you know, this is all one time money, and it, it it's earmarked for certain things, certain projects. So it, it's it's not like we can take this money and you know, hand out raises, things like that. So certainly don't want yeah. to commit to any long term. I mean, that's just Absolutely. kind of that's kind of an old operating uh, principle in businesses. You don't want to use short term revenue to fund long term expenses. Correct. And so, if we committed long term to sort raises and the like, and and just other uh, expenditures that recur. That becomes a problem when you've got one-time money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to bite you, as that's they say, down the, down the road. So, but that kind of gives us back to, well, what are we going to do with this money? Because a lot of that, of the, the, uh, the design, I guess, of the, of the fund, the funding and the amount and the allocation of it, it was primarily designed in Washington to take care of those blue states which have been way more locked down than we have yeah. and have big budgetary holes in their cities, their counties, and at the state level as well. New York, California in particular, two of the largest states. 
And so uh, the other states, however, in accordance with our Constitution, are, are getting a, a proportionate allocation. And I just wonder what we're going to do yeah. with $1.8 billion. We, we got $1.2 last yeah. year. So it's, and, and we still have some. And we still have yeah. some. Uh, Mississippi's fared very well uh, considering the pandemic. And like I said, we, we've still got a couple hundred million dollars that were up. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing it's going to do is it's going to keep Shad White very, very busy. <laughs> a lot of auditing to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have, I have this uh, this old saying that I think is fairly true, but where there's big government money, there's usually big fraud and waste I, and abuse. I would think that's very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our good friend Auditor Shad White, yeah, yeah he's going to be pretty busy with yeah. all that. But, I mean, seriously, yeah. we got another I, – I get worried about are we going to have another situation, I hope not, where we've got this contention – Mm-hmm. Uh, amongst our state-wide leaders, our speaker, our lieutenant governor, our governor, about who's got control of that and how. Remember that last sure less than a year ago, yes. we were having those yeah. discussions. I wonder how that's going to play out this time. And again, how are we gonna, how are we going to spend that money? Yeah. I mean, it's, you start scratching your head yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, well, ho- hopefully, we can get together a little bit better this time since we've been through it. Yeah. You know, it, it caught everybody off guard last year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully we've got a little bit more of a plan that we can all work together. Man, I, ho- I hope so, because uh, I, you just want to see us work together and do stuff that is right for the state. All right, so have you got an opinion on what might happen in the Supreme Court with respect to the medical marijuana bill? I, I really <laughs> Three weeks away. Yeah. I, you know, I really don't – I have no idea. I, people think that we're in communication with them. And that they're gonna, you know, oh, they won't talk to you. Yeah, no, no, I have no idea what they're gonna do. I really don't. No I idea. mean, you and, and I have friends that are on the court. Yeah, yeah. they won't talk. Oh, actually, you don't even I, ask them because you know they won't. That's talk right. To you. That's right. And Which we, they shouldn't. Yeah, but I've not heard a word about it other than it's over there about the outcome. Well, I guess what what happens is, uh, as you know, if if the Supreme Court finds in favor of the plaintiff, then there's no program in the state, yeah. and we'd have to come back next year. Correct and uh, create one, uh, I think it would be a mistake to not do so if that turns out to be the final decision by the Supreme Court, because people spoke, as yeah. you well know. Oh, very, uh, that got my attention. I know the House knows it yeah, big uh, absolutely. time. Absolutely. So uh, the people spoke, and so we got to do something. But if the Supreme Court finds in favor of the defendant, who, by the way, is the Secretary of State and the Secretary of State's office, yeah. or the named defendants in the lawsuit, well, then we got a medical marijuana program that's supposed to get started here in a few months. I know. I know. Anxious to see. Man, oh, man. Well, we uh, we need to talk again once you guys come out of conference, because there will be more, I'm sure, to discuss. But we sure appreciate you coming in today, uh, Representative Shanks. Representative Fred Shanks, Mississippi House, District 60, Rankin County. Thanks for being our guest. We'll be right back on the JT Show. Stay with us.
Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that, customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Step into spring and get your planting started at the Garden Extravaganza. Join us March 19 to the 21st at the new Trademart in Jackson. Shop garden, patio, and outdoor at one location. Garden centers, outdoor decor and accessories, landscapers, and so much more. Masks required, lots of space for social distancing, and hand sanitizing stations. Follow Garden Extravaganza on Facebook today and get ready to shop till you drop. Friday, March 19, Saturday, March 20, and Sunday, March 21st at the Trademart in Jackson. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy. Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. I'm Phil Bryant, former governor of Mississippi. I want to share how Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge is beating dependency and addiction with real results. Families are being restored and relationships healed. Donate a vehicle today in any condition, running or not. Old paperwork is handled and vehicles are picked up and taken away. Donations are tax deductible and 100% of the money stays right here in Mississippi. Call today at 601-572-7296. Thank you for helping us get our daddies back. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The legislature has approved a pay raise for teachers. After proposals pinballed back and forth between the House and Senate, the bill was ultimately passed by the House this morning, providing a $1,000 raise to current teachers while also raising the starting salary for Mississippi teachers up to $37,000. The bill will also raise the salary of teacher assistants up to $15,000. It's the largest return of human remains in Mississippi history. The Mississippi Department of Archives and History has transferred the remains of 403 Native Americans and 83 lots of burial objects to the Chickasaw Nation. The transfer of the remains took place over the course of more than two years. Reburial will take place later this year. To see the full story, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a, with a good team and a good uh, result from, from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat, so if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish. Taylor Power Systems is a premier manufacturer of standby generators based in Clinton, Mississippi. They manufacture generators for numerous industries like medical centers, municipalities, utility providers, data centers, water associations, and agriculture. You can rest assured your operation will stay powered up and on track with a Taylor Power standby generator. To discuss your generator options today, call a Taylor Power Systems specialist at 601-922-4444. What decisions are being made by state lawmakers and how will they affect you, your family and community? If you listen, if you listen, you'll know. Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fl. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Come on. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. We are back on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. In the studio, lots of uh, comments coming in. Really appreciate that. So, most people seem to support the pay raise, and I do need to make one clarification. This $50 million, that's $50 million every year. This is a pay raise. It's permanent. And so, the discussion the Representative Shanks and I were having about not using one-time money to fund permanent recurring expenses is uh, would apply to teacher pay raises. You, uh, you can't commit to that because it's permanent. And there's also lots of folks that would like to see an increase for state employees as well, and we've talked about that on the air before and, and have discussed that even with members of the legislature. And typically what they point to is the fact that we did, in fact, increase their pay not so long ago. And uh, and so they usually hang their hat on that is is what I've heard. You know, we, it's a function of money. It's you know where do you spend your money and where do you get the money from? That's what it comes down to. And it's a it's a complex undertaking. I know a lot of folks think you can just kind of take a hacksaw out there and start sawing this off and sawing that off, and and the next thing you know, you you start having a negative impact on the state in its economic uh, well-being, and then that affects revenues. And then you start cutting, 
And so I sure would like to see us focus more on how to grow our revenues without raising taxes. That's why I support eliminating the income tax. I believe that's a critical element of such a strategy to expand our economy, in particular to increase our per capita income and our household income, where we lag. We lag by a lot of uh, the 49th state, which is West Virginia. We'd have to grow our GDP. Last date I looked at was several billion dollars just to get to 49th. Wow. Just to get to 49th, we lag quite a bit. Now, people say, well, yeah, the cost of living is lower here. Not Relatively speaking, it's not. If you were to, if you were to increase our cost of living to kind of uh, average out to the means of some of the neighboring states, we still lag if you, you compared that to our per capita and household income. We're still on the bottom. It doesn't really solve that problem. The only way you're going to solve this problem is if we continue to scale the incomes of our workers. How do we get those incomes up? Well, as long as our graduates, the folks who, who are set to earn the most money based on their occupation, which means they buy more expensive houses, which means they pay more property taxes, which means we have better schools, which means we have better superintendents and teacher pay. I mean, it's just such – but that trickle-down, that's really a ruse. That's not, uh, not, not really a true thing. No, it is. It, it totally is when you think about that. So they buy more of everything. It's, it's not a secret there. You, you know, if you want to attract people into the state, it's just like what's happening on our border. I wish there were a bunch of rich people coming across the border, rich, smart people, to make this country better. And I'm not saying uh, more prosperous. I'm not saying those that are coming across aren't good human being people. I don't agree that the border should be open. I certainly don't agree that they're essentially bypassing our legal system of immigration. But I'm for all the immigrants we could get that could make this country better, that could innovate, that could help us lead the world in things like quantum computing, which I still believe to this day is going to be the difference between who dominates this planet, us or China. And right now they're beating us, and it bothers me. And I'm pretty sure the folks coming across the border that just end up getting sucked into our welfare system because they're leaving these brutally corrupt regimes and nations, they're not likely to be those to develop the next innovation in quantum computing. But there are people in the, on the planet that are, that I'd like to see come into the country. I'd like for them to become billionaires and hire a bunch of people and pay taxes. But you know, according to Bernie Sanders, he now says he's looking for a tax on corporations that pay their CEOs more than 50x the median income of their workers. Why can't the government just stay the heck out of the way and let the market figure that out? CEOs are expendable. You don't do your job, you don't produce, I know, you don't do your job, you don't produce, you're gone. No questions asked. Just done. No reasons, no questions asked. It's, it's a pretty good system of self-accountability and checks and balances. What about the professional athletes? I hate to pick on Dak Prescott. He's a fantastic athlete. I hope he makes all the money he can. But what is he making relative to the person who lined the field off before the game? Why don't we apply the same standard there? What about these liberal nuts out in Hollywood that are always admonishing and lecturing the rest of us about CEO pay? What about the people that put their makeup on? Handle the grips, operate the cameras, 
How much more money do you think they're making than those people? Why doesn't Bernie pick on them? I tell you what, because they vote for him, send him money. It's just, it's upside down. You want to produce the most, sometime you have to pay more. Imagine how that works. You, you work in an industry where the demand for talent greatly exceeds the supply, you got to hit the hip. Simple as that. These CEOs that got paid tons of money, nine times out of ten, and probably more than that, they were earning a lot of money now. Were there cases where they weren't? Yeah, I'm sure there were. But for the most part, they were bringing in lots of money, and they still do. These guys that, are, that, that Bernie Sanders and the like are attacking, well, their companies are profitable. Yeah, of course. They just think you just you know, wake They're up. not attacking some company that's going bankrupt. No. No, and it's it's what so what bothers me about that is is this constant attack on the private sector. It it, it leads you to believe if you listen to Bernie and his and his surrogates and his talking heads and his ilk, well, you know, if we just cut CEO pay, economic bliss would break out. We just all be better off. That Jeff Bezos is worth 160 billion dollars and he's against unionization of a plant over in Alabama. Well, that's because or a distribution facility. That's because the workers over there for the most part say, "No, we're pretty happy. We get treated pretty well here." I just don't think the average employee goes to work obsessed with how much the CEO makes. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this, the first step and I've I've shared this sentiment and this uh, instruction, if you will, this advice to so many young people. The first step in achieving wealth, personal wealth, is to quit counting everybody else's dang money. If you obsessed yourself with what everybody else has, you'll never get out of the the home plate. You're going to strike out. Quit counting other people's money. That doesn't affect you. It's all, it's a cudgel. It's a populist idea. Yeah, we're going to stick it to those dang CEOs. We're going to make you pay. Now, a lot of people may not realize, think about this, folks. When Obamacare was passed in 2009, there is a provision within it that many people don't, uh, are not aware of, and that is that CEO pay above $500,000 is not tax deductible. CEO pay of health company, and I should clarify, health insurers specifically. Now, did that make your health insurance go down? Can anybody say, well, I'm sure I'm glad that they're not only deducting, uh, able to deduct $500,000 because my premiums went down immediately. No! Premiums have been going through the roof ever since then, uh, constantly. I've been buying health insurance as an employer since 1985. I can't remember a single time in 33 years my agent ever came and said, Gerard, I got good news for you today. Your premiums are going down. Ever. No, it's just the opposite. When they call and say, I want to come out and take you to lunch, I just know. <laughs> Order whatever it's you want, Gerard. <laughs> so you're about three bites. You're three bites into the filet mignon. And oh, by the way, your premiums are going up. <laughs> up by a lot. So I, I'm, just, I'm just making the point that taking money out of other people's pockets or, or Punishing them, it's not even punishment, it's penalizing them, such as these CEOs, that that doesn't make other people wealthier. That doesn't improve the economy. It's such a minor part of it. And I gotta tell you this, you, you want to talk about a they, they all always say, well, our premiums would go down if the if the healthcare insurer CEOs he didn't make five million dollars a year. Really? 
He's running a company with 500,000 people. You know how many people can do that on the planet? A lot less that can hit a 95 miles an hour fastball. Think about that for a minute. But how much do those people make? Way more. And they're 24 years old. Think about it. There's no substitute for somebody at very, very high quality. You can't pay them enough money to take those jobs. We'll calm down here and come back after a break. Final segment, the JT Show continues. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Scott Gear Motorsports and Indian Motorcycle of Jackson want to invite you to our Indian Demo event this Friday and Saturday, March 19th and 20th at Got Gear Motorsports, located at 230 Highway 51 North in Ridgeland. Fresh off of Daytona Bike Week, the factory Indian Demo truck will be here stocked with all the latest models, including the all-new for 2022 Indian Chief. That's this Friday and Saturday, March 19th and 20th from 10 to 5 at Got Gear Motorsports. Call 601-206-8880 to reserve your spot to test ride your new Indian today. Got Gear Motorsports, where Mississippi comes to ride. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell him. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Quality Preschool, Toddler, and Infant Care. Little Acorns Child Development Center. Now accepting applications for toddlers and infants. 601-965-5002. Little Acorns Child Development Center. 100 West Capitol Street in downtown Jackson at the Dr. A.H. McCoy Federal Building. We're accepting applications for both federal and non-federal children. You will go crazy for Little Acorns, where me, Sammy the Squirrel, will provide tons of fun, fun, fun. Here at Little Acorns, we provide developmentally appropriate curriculums, low staff-to-child ratios, degreed early childhood teachers in all rooms, delicious, healthy breakfast, lunch, and snacks. All teachers certified in infant and child CPR and pediatric first aid. Designated drop-off with health safety temperature screenings at our safe, secure, modern, and spacious facility. Call now for a spot for your Little Acorn today. 601-965-5002. Tell them Sammy said. I'm Liz Brister with Entergy. We know heating and cooling your home requires significant power and can lead to higher than expected bills. We want to help you take control of your bill. That's why we offer several deferred payment options to suit your needs and help your budget. We can also connect you to community payment assistance partners. If you need help paying your bill, visit Entergy.com slash mypaymentoptions or call 1-800-ENTERGY. 
Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Betts Band. Taz Niederauer, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nukes Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Find out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. So awesome! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show. On Super Talk Mississippi. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle of Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show. Final segment, Super Talk Mississippi on this Friday Eve, as a rhino would say. All right, so just for comparative purposes, talking about the CEO pay deal. Cristiano Ronaldo, he is a soccer player. I don't I don't keep up with soccer, so I don't know anything about it. He's like the uh LeBron James, Michael Jordan of soccer. You know what his pay was last year? Pretty H- steep. Hundred and five million. Hundred and five million, wow. The CEO of the largest health insurer in the country, United Healthcare, eighteen million. Now I'm not going to say that's not fair because, again, the market figured that out. The market determined the pay in both situations. I'm simply making the point, why don't Bernie ever go after soccer players? And it's not just him. Why don't he ever go after that? And I'm only mentioning them and bringing that up because they're high-paid people, high-paid individuals. Why does he go after, I don't know, Tom Cruise, who got paid $20 million for his latest movie? There you go. I mean, because he needs to shut up and get the hell out of it, because it's not a place for the government to get involved. And every time they get involved and they think they're doing something good, like, we're going to penalize those corporations that pay their CEOs too much, the people that they're trying to help... Because they think that means, well, they're going to send more taxes to the government, and we're going to just going to redistribute it out. All they do is hurt them. They just don't understand cause and effect. They don't understand human nature. They don't understand that when a central authority gets in the middle and intervenes in the market dynamics, they screw it up. It's kind of like the war on poverty. How long has that been going on? Well, you know, according to Joe, we've declared victory because we're sending everybody out these stimulus checks. But the fact is, 
the, one of the reasons we still have poverty is because of the war on poverty. If, the, if they would stop the war on poverty, it's like the war on drugs. Has that worked? I don't think so. We're having record drug addiction problems, drug problems in this country. And then what happens? We, think about that. we got a war on drugs, and then we open the borders up, which are controlled by drug cartels. <laughs> I remember, I think when I was in college, they were running, they used to run all kinds of anti-smoking ads, a lot of anti-tobacco use advertising by, from the federal government, just from a health perspective. But yet, they were subsidizing the tobacco farmers. How much sense does that make? Zero. It's just incredible. Dan and Tate County says they do know. They just don't care. I, you know, you could be right. And I think, Dan, and I assume that's what you're talking about. I think it is, looking at the date there. That's because it's popular. We've, we've ginned up this attitude in this country that you're just a victim if you don't have what somebody else has got. And so in this case... Those CEOs, they just sit around and play golf and, all day. And that, that's an easy target. It's easy. Yeah. Because they're not, they don't have a, normally they don't have the platform. And if they did, they're not going to use it. Yeah, it's popular. Unlike a actor or a musician who's getting paid maybe more money, who's very vocal about their political views, who doesn't get attacked. Well, I would also argue this. You see that soccer player when he kicks those goals, and it makes you feel good. This CEO of United Healthcare, he's doing a bunch of stuff nobody wants to do. It is drudgery. It is misery. I'm telling you. It just is. You got 500,000 people working for you. Lawsuits out the wazoo. All kinds of problems with market analysts and stockholders. You got I mean it's just amazing. That guy, the soccer player, and God bless him. 105 million dollars to kick a soccer ball. That's fantastic. I'm all for it. Because the market says uh, we're willing to hit the owners of the team say, yeah, we're willing to pay you $105 million because look at the stands. They're full. They all want to see you kick. And that person was blessed with skills of playing soccer by God above. It just ain't fair. I'm sorry. Guess what? It ain't fair. It, life ain't fair is the point I'm making. It's totally fair, in my view, that he makes $105 million, just as it's fair that the CEO of United Healthcare makes 18.9, because he serves at the will of the board. And if you, as a subscriber, don't like that, well, buy somebody else's insurance. You don't like the fact that Jeff Bezos is worth $166 billion? Deplatform Amazon off your cell phone. Don't buy from Amazon anymore. Oh, by the way, put your cell phone up because his cloud services business produces 70% of his profit. So disconnect from the Internet while you're at it. Go ahead. Otherwise, don't complain, Bernie, you idiot. <laughs> That wraps it up today here on Thursday. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Got a little fired up. Will and I will be back with you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. It will be Friday, y'all. Stay safe. God bless. Talk Mississippi Media Production.